Kathy. How are you? Um, I'm just sat feeling astounded at the fact that we've managed to do this for six months. Six months, isn't that amazing? It is absolutely fine. Do you think we'd be doing it for six months? Um, yeah, I thought we'd be doing yeah. it for 60 years. Oh, We've known each other for, you know, 15 years or something and I've learned things from you during these podcasts that I didn't know. Have you? Yeah, and they're all things that can still not be aired. <laughs> no, there are things, just little tidbits in um, some of our episodes of, um, are you laughing at tidbits? How many listeners we've had? How many downloads? Nearly 7,000. And when? now it's grown into this really big professional podcast. And may or may not have merch en route. Even though we didn't do a lot of planning beforehand, did you have any thoughts at the time about what you would like to get from or what you would like to achieve and have we achieved them? You mean apart from worldwide fame? Yeah, yeah. Which we're well on the way to. I did want us to be the voice of insight into finance. Now we get a lot more messages from people saying, oh, that's really helpful. Yeah. You know, I've gone to speak to an actual advisor based on the things that you said. So to me, that means so much. Yeah. Um, I just wanted an excuse to regularly sit and drink wine and call it work. So I feel like I've achieved that. <laughs> we were talking to the guys in the production company, weren't we, about how amazing it is that we've made it to six months, that we've made it past your average number of podcast episodes. Um, that we've not just the podcast, the fact that I've survived another six months and that is dangerous for someone my age. <laughs> Um, but they came up with the idea of actually looking back at how we got started. Because do you remember that very first session where we were sat in a room, how stilted and difficult it was for us to sit and have a conversation? This is a very weird situation that you have a chat and there's four people listening in. Um, I think the more you can take a few more breaths, <laughs> We are just so bad for each other as well. We were just really nervous yeah. and weird. Um, yeah, I do remember because I, I remember Mark, our producer, just saying, do you not think you might want some wine? <laughs> <laughs> and the podcast was born. <laughs> Magic sprinkled. Yeah. It did it get better. There. It did, yeah. yeah. It's one of those things where you say, okay, let's do a podcast. And it's actually, and I know people always say this, it's so much more difficult than you think. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, we thought it was a good idea. We'll revisit some of our best moments from the first 10 episodes some updates of some of the things that happened and that we talked about at the time and then maybe some of the outtakes although I imagine um, even they will be very heavily filtered. <laughs> Let's hope. So when we did decide to do the podcast immediately we said right okay what will we call it mm. and do you remember we went to the farmhouse the the pub. Pub, yeah, yeah. obviously. <laughs> Um, and just had loads of big flip charts and just started writing down lots yeah. of different names. But was just some of them were absolutely ridiculous, weren't they? I think it was it. just, I think we got too hung up, didn't we, on trying to make it about finance slash money and put a pun in it and talk about being funny. So we did have a little chat on names. Did you have a preference? Do you want me to talk you through some of them and then tell me what you... Give me um, a yes or no. Feeling flush. No, no, don't get it. Pretty pennies. Mm, I don't like to describe myself as pretty. Okay. Moneybone. Yes. Oh. I really like Moneybone. I feel like it could be Moneybone giving the elbow to dull financial services stereotypes. Is born a bit sexual? Um, 
ever noticed, a lot of the companies are called after Greek and Roman gods, like a lot of the fund managers as well. There's yes. Jupiter, Artemis. Neptune, Artemis, Kairos. Is it Kairos or Kairos? Kairos. Kairos. But actually, I was looking up because when we've looked at different company names and things before, we've looked at, you know, different options. And I looked up the Greek goddesses and gods, and one of them, which I thought, why has nobody ever used this? This is ideal. And it's called Soranus, and it's the Greek god of, <laughs> the Greek god of gynecology. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> when you say, why has nobody ever used it, I presume you can figure it out. Soranus. A goddess of gynecology. Yeah, the Greek goddess. Uh, the Greek god, sorry. On the money? Yeah, I quite like on the money. It's yeah. all right, what do you think? Maybe. It's a bit generic. One of the names we considered was something around mint because it was kind of a northern thing. I liked mint because it was the royal mint that makes coins. Um, which, interesting fact, did you know it costs about two pence to make one penny? Which doesn't seem like financially sound to me, <laughs> but I presume they make more on the larger denominations. But well, interesting, isn't it? That. So it costs. No, I understand what you're saying. I don't think I can understand. So, like the physical cost of running the machine to make the physical a penny cost to make one penny would be around two pence. Um, but obviously, there's other denominations. So, how could we use mint in a name? It's a bit chavvy, though, isn't it? Mint. Mint. Swear down. Swear <laughs> <laughs> down podcast. You are mint. Happy go money. Oh, I quite like that, but it doesn't really make any sense, does it? Funny punny money. <laughs> I mean, that was forced. Honestly, some of those names were terrible. What was wrong with funny, funny, money? <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, sorry, said, that one was great. You know, when I said we were trying to think of puns. something to link with finance and puns and the fact that it was funny, and actually I didn't realise we were that basic. <laughs> all of those words down. It was not interesting to hear the first mention of mint back, like kind yeah, of listening to it when it just came floating yeah. around, even if we did, you know, chav it up a bit. Chav it up, yeah. yeah. Um, do you know what I thought was really good, though, when I was talking about um, Moneybone and I said, oh, and, you know, it's giving the elbow to don't find out. That was a no. good strap line. No. Um, I think we made the right decision. No, I agree. It's a great name. It's mint. Uh, mint. It is mint. Actually, though, if you remember when we were at the pub doing all of that um, yes. brainstorming, oh, it was a good day, that was It really it? was. Um, do you remember we did a bit of market research and just asked everybody who came in their opinions on financial services? Back in the day when you could talk to people in the pub. <laughs> We did a little market research, albeit only in the local pub, um, but some of the words that came back were certainly not how people within financial services would describe themselves or describe their own careers. I'm trying to think what that guy said, it was something like necessary evil or ripped rip off. Yeah, yeah, rip off came off quite a, a lot. One. A lot of people, and it might have been the younger audience, it was around debt, student loans, mortgages. It wasn't about what we think we're doing, which is planning for retirement yeah. and creating lives for people. Yeah, there is. I think, and that's the, the issue with finance, is if people think there's a hugely negative connotation around it, then they're less likely to engage with it. And then if they don't engage with it, they'll never see that actually it can be a really positive Benefit environment. Yeah. <laughs> um, necessary evil's a strong word, yeah, isn't, isn't it? That's what they said in the book. I know. Um, however, the point was that market research did just show exactly the reasons why we wanted to do a podcast in the first place. I think one of the other things that we were really keen to highlight at the beginning was that 
if you wanted to, or if you had never considered finance as a career, you might just think the only option to have a job in finance is to be an advisor and actually... Or even to work in a bank. Yeah, exactly that, yeah. Um, and actually there's loads of other careers that are linked to financial services and I think we wanted to give that bit of a behind the scenes peek as to some of the roles that were available. A lot of the time when you see financial services podcasts, you'd think financial services was just full of IFAs. People don't speak to the administrators or the power planners yeah. or the people in marketing, the people in sales. They're generally forgotten and I'd like to see more interaction with those kind of people because there's careers in financial services that aren't financial advisors. Absolutely, and you said there, power planners, people just don't know what a power planner is. Like, have you yet found an easy way to tell people that your job's a power planner? No, I lie That's and tell them I'm a spy. <laughs> Um, is there anybody not in finance who you would like to get their opinion of finance on and kind of help change it and you know there might be an influencer and there might be somebody that would change other people's perceptions once we can change theirs um, not just the ones that you fancy and not all the people that are running through your head right now is it Liam Gallagher it's Liam Gallagher <laughs> it's Tom Hardy like not them I know I feel that he he's just waiting to be educated by me <laughs> on finance but I don't know, actually, in the wider non-financial, non-business world, who the influencers are. Maybe I'm just out of touch. You must know. You, you do the Twitter. <laughs> I think of Mr Blobby. <laughs> Mr Blobby? Have you said about him earlier, so I can think. I don't remember that. <laughs> all the people in all the world. <laughs> You're not even real. Did you notice that I said it's after you mentioned him earlier, so you must have brought it up, which feels more apt. So <laughs> now we, we're six months in. Um, do you know any more influencers? <laughs> six and Zach. <laughs> I was going to say, what do you think one of our most used phrases has been over the last six months? And I don't know if it's a swear word, given that there's been a little E rating beside them all. Is it um, wine? Oh yeah. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can guess that this podcast isn't going to give sound financial advice. It's um, a disclaimer. This podcast will not give financial advice. Do not take anything we say as an actual recommendation. We're not authorised. But also, please buy a boat if you want to buy a boat. And can afford it. And it won't affect your retirement. And you've saved enough in your pension and used your ice for that one. <laughs> I feel like that's the caveats done to you. <laughs> So I think we've covered the fact that we don't give financial advice, probably for the best. Yeah. Tell you what, one of the things we love the most, um, even more than wine, well, what? probably wine. not as much as wine, not mm. as much as wine and sexy toast, but actually getting feedback and questions and yes. things from listeners. So I'd, just, you know, forgive me for a minute for a little cheeky bag, but... Um, if you haven't already, would you please just take 30 seconds to subscribe or give us a review? Um, just whenever you listen to the podcast, it will really make a difference um, to how many more people we can reach and yeah. get out there. Um, and we are genuinely passionate about bringing knowledge and advice about finance and financial services to the widest possible audience. So it would yeah. be really helpful if you could just take, you know, 10 seconds, just drop us a review. Um, and, you know, hopefully a good one. <laughs> you know, I'm not, yeah. not going to force it. Um, no, I agree. Please share. 
on that note, Kathy, would you mind subscribing? <laughs> would Just going to download the podcast app. Exactly that. If you get the app, yep. you can listen on Spotify. You've got a Spotify account. I have got a Spotify account. Apple Podcasts. Yeah. I want to say Deezer. Is that what the kids listen to? Not a clue. Wherever you listen to your podcasts, subscribe, give us a listen, drop us a little review. I think what we're trying to do and what we've always tried to do in our professional and probably personal lives is not just think outside of the box, um, but actually, you know, the box isn't even a box, it's a bag, <laughs> it's something completely different. And it's really looking at finance <laughs> when you're kind of ingrained in something, <laughs> the box is a bag, is that what you're laughing at? Um, <laughs> you get what I'm saying though, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's that really ripping up the rule book and starting again so actually why do we do retirement why is that a thing but I do think it's actually looking at things from such a different perspective that it doesn't get looked at enough it'd be good to look back at some of the best moments and I think retirement was way up there why is a retirement a be all and end all why exactly. do you have to work 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 stop retire why not take a five-year secondment why not think actually do you know what I'm going to take a you know mini retirements aren't a thing and I think they should be I think people and should say sabbatical yeah, sabbatical, what did I say? It's a comment. Which just means go and do some more work. <laughs> um, you could take, you know, five years off and go and travel the world and speak, learn to speak Italian and yeah. be a hippie or whatever you want to do and then think, I'll go back into the same sector. It might not be the exact same job. It might be a different job. I might retrain. I might do something else. It's So maybe instead know. of the headline being how I retired at 30, it's um, how I was able to take a five-year sabbatical at 30 and mm-hmm. that would just be maybe more achievable and a bit more aspirational. Yeah, and we laugh at you all the time because you go away for two weeks and we all think, oh, no, Kathy's going to come back with a new idea. Yeah, Your mind starts working, and it might be that you answer a lot of your own questions and you've given yourself that time to enjoy it while you're young. You know, sometimes in retirement, you're a bit older and maybe not at 65, but if you don't get to retire till you're 75 because of the way you've saved, you can't do as things that you could do. You know, when they say the youth's wasted on the young, yeah, yeah. retirement's wasted on the old. It should be used Ooh, for the young. Oh, that feels like a quote. Yeah, I don't feel like it's wasted. They have deserved it. Um, <laughs> I mean, it'll really like fickle straight over it, but you know what I mean? You know, why not do a little mini retirement? I mean, I'm just coming up with this off the fly. It's a good idea, isn't it? Um, <laughs> let me think of a better name for it. Bear with me. Okay. What about if there was little mini retirements throughout your working life? A three-year kind of mini retirement, a retirement. (laughs) Absolute genius. Can we start on this campaign right now? Just plonk it somewhere in the middle of your, your working life. At 30, Give yourself a little bit. I'm going to have a three-timement at 30, and maybe another one at 50. Actually, just getting that would make such a difference to your life and wouldn't make you feel that desperate urge to try and retire the second that you could. Three-timement. And I suppose you can time it along with if your children have grandchildren or if you have children, it's kind of an elongated maternity leave. Or Yeah, I think you could time it with those big life events. Life events. So I guess thinking about it practically, there's two aspects to it. One is that you need... I was going to say you'd need an employer that's supportive of it, but only if you definitely wanted to go back to that role. Mm-hmm. But actually, if you were taking it as a three-time into where it's just a, I'm going to step out and see what I want to do, then yeah. you won't need your employer to be supportive. But then two, how do you afford it? So how do you afford that three years? What do you need to do? Because if you're taking your first three-time at 40, any pension savings that you have done, you can't access anywhere. They're no. just not available. You can't. 
So what do you think would be the Because also you've got route? to consider that you may have still have mortgages and bills. And yep. So what you need to do is be able to save enough cash to just cover potentially three quarters of your salary. Once you do start looking at things in a different way, it kind of opens you up to a whole new range of possibilities. And it feels like trying to change the way people think entirely, like actually take away what's been ingrained in them for years and years, could be decades, what they've been taught by school and by society and by their parents, and actually just enlighten them to a completely different viewpoint of their own future and finances. Do you know what I think one of the best things about um, the podcast is just how we can see in each other how not up to date we are with our own finances. Really not great. And that's another perception of finance that everybody knows what they're doing and everybody's got loads of money and they're all really switched on and we find out that you don't know where your life insurance documents are and I didn't have a will. <laughs> I'm very aware that I need to sort out a will. You know, I've how can I be that person who's had my life insurance in place for so long and I'm so prepared with everything and I'm just kind of reluctant to go and sort out a will. Could you reframe it as a way of getting you involved and making you do one of thinking technically you could put anything you want in your will? I could leave all of my money to Cedric the dog oh, and they would all have to just treat him as a king. <laughs> uh, you have to bow down to King Cedric if you want the mortgage to be paid King off. King Cedric Doggery Third. Yeah, exactly that. Oh, do you know what? And I think because just the way I am, I wouldn't want a will without a curveball. Yeah, technically, we could scribble something down now. Mm-hmm. You're, you're broadly of sound mind, so we could literally write on Whoa. the back, <laughs> good as we can be, we could write right here on the back of this piece of paper, I, John Campbell, blah, 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 this is my will, and you can sign and date it, and I can sign underneath it as a witness, and that is a binding will. You don't mm -hmm. need to go and pay a solicitor Doesn't and pay a lot of money. Doesn't or... need to be notarised. That would be, if that was the only thing that you had and nothing came after it, and you didn't, obviously, if you want to see a solicitor afterwards, you would be revoking that particular mm -hmm. will. Um, but it is that simple to put, essentially, a will in place. I have pen and paper in my hand. We could do this, and that might be the kick of the arse that I needed yes. to do a real will. To Because once you do a real will... No, this is a real will, Joe. I feel like you're underestimating. This is a real will. That is oh, the point. Why are you wearing I'm getting you to sign it. Wig. Take it off. <laughs> Keep it at the ready, just in case I need to draft up some legal documents. Um, well, why don't we give it a go? And then, exactly that, you I might find... If I make a new will, that'll revoke that one, will it? It will, yes. Right, OK, go on then. Um, oh, now I feel like, can we have some fun with this one? And then you really will have to go and make a real one to revoke it, otherwise it'll be binding. Right. I, Joanne Campbell. Yep. I'm going straight into the formal language. It's, well, it's what the, yeah. It's what the wig brings Ye out in me. world. Beneficiaries. So who, beneficiaries are just anybody that could benefit from your estate in the event that you die. So your obvious ones are Mike. Mm, the three kids equally. <laughs> the three kids being Lennon, Jude, and Cedric. Two humans and one dog. Yep. Okay. How do you want your estate distributed? So you want all of your property to Mike. Yep. And debt. Yeah. Because this is the thing. So you're 250 grand. You can't decide how it's spent. You can decide where it goes, which is to Mike. Can I not put in my will for the mortgage to be repaid and for the remainder? No. Can you not? No, you can nominate a beneficiary for your life insurance. So your beneficiary yeah. would be Mike. But no. then what can you do? You can't control, you can't control him when you're alive. You're not going to control him when you're dead. It's <laughs> a very good point. <laughs> oh, he's just going to buy loads of red stripe. I mean, look, he'll get the property, but he'll get the debt. Right, that's There's pros, pros and pros. Um, to Cedric, I am going to put in place an ongoing income for regular treats. What I want to do is provide an income to Lennon for 
Pringles, which he's obsessed with, Jude for chocolate buttons, which he likes, and Cedric for dog treats. I like your dog is getting more than the kids. Yeah, I like him the most. So if you could just sign there, please. Oh, you've even done that little thing where people do a little spread. Lovely. I'm just going to date it and witness it. And Joe Campbell, there is your first draft of a will. Oh, amazing. Not a bad, is it? Dies. I'm just going <laughs> to hand you, hand you my invoice Guys. for £500 plus a year. What? <laughs> will you now go and get an actual will? Yes, I think I will. Please, can I, I still think I have the will? Do you know what's hilarious is what? that that is still a bound will because I haven't replaced it yet. Sure, man. <laughs> I know, but I really liked it. I quite liked the idea that it was just a simple. And it did everything you needed. <laughs> yeah. We do get into some of the technical stuff on finance sometimes. Yeah. It's not just all puns and lols. It's mostly you, though. Yeah, mostly true. You are into the... the chat we had about compound interest. There was a really valid point in that and the impact of compound interest and investing earlier. It's one of those things that to us is really simple because yeah. we're in finance and we deal with it all the time. To other people, they just don't realise that it's a thing. So actually, it's a huge benefit if you understand it. Such a nerdy thing. But I always think, have you heard that Albert Einstein said, compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. He who understands it, earns it, and he who doesn't, pays it. Right, no, I didn't. So the point with compound interest is that you're getting interest on your interest. So there's an example where a guy invests £2,000 a year from age 19 to 26. He's come out of uni, he's got his first job, he's putting two grand a year in. And at 26, he thinks, oh, you know, this, this is going into my pension. It just feels really far away, I'm not going to bother. And he puts nothing else in. So 26 years old, he's paid in a total of £16,000 he's paid in mm -hmm. over eight years. Another guy, at 26, he starts to invest. He puts in £2,000 a year, but he puts it in all the way until he's 65. So he's invested a total of £78,000. So one's invested £16,000, mm -hmm. one's invested £78,000. They both retire at sixty-five. The one who's put in 78,000, his pot's worth one and a half million. And the one who put in 16,000 pounds from 19 to 26, his is worth 2.2 million. This was based on 12% interest. So these are not figures I'm saying, <laughs> please invest 2,000 pounds a year for the next eight years and then you can retire on two million. But even though he's put that tiny bit in, it's the effect of the compounding. It's that you can put much less in if you put it in earlier yeah. and end up with a bigger pot than thinking I'll kick it down the curb and you know I'll yeah, think I'll about retiring. Yeah, I'll start thinking about that when yeah, I'm 40. Yeah, I'll start thinking about it when I'm 40. Well, then you need to be saving so much more already. Yeah. And I think getting those kind of examples into people's mindset and then thinking actually it's the little and often now mm. and the earlier I'm doing it is the kind of thing that might help yeah. change that mindset from that kind of quick kind of on-demand society and just wanting everything and getting people to think about saving. So what do you think your favourite part has been of doing the podcast? I like the fact that um, because we have such a professional setup these days that when something topical happened, like the COVID, mm -hmm. we could immediately jump on and give out a no-nonsense message to the public about what to do with your finances in that. And we had the capacity to do it in a way that we hadn't before. We immediately just called um, Second Draft and said, can you sort this out for us and let's get a message out and be ahead of it so yeah, you've got one less thing for people to, to worry it. about yeah, yeah and it's just really nice it's nice to be able to have that great power <laughs> to do it 
Oh, which takes me all the way back to um, when you were doing the voiceovers. You did a movie voiceover. <laughs> so actually, could we condense the information into so a minute? how about we try and pick a topic that might be a bit intimidating for people to understand and get their head around and rather than you explain it in the usual jargon that destroys finance and makes it inaccessible to people you explain it as the plot of a movie instead i'd like to be able to do that actually and explain things in a different way do you want to try a movie plot for mortgages in a way that people might be able to understand them <sighs> give it a go the cinema, the view at Darlington, it comes on with boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And it's really loud. Yeah, yeah. Where it does the thing. And then, and then it goes. the darkness. Yeah, and it goes. Like mortgages. Imagine the scene. You're in a cool casino. No, you're not in a casino. Look, I've got confused by my voice. Right, OK. Imagine the scene. It's a movie about a bank heist. You go in, there's lots of people in suits looking suave and have some equipment. And they, <laughs> they get... <laughs> I mean, you're definitely not getting secondary work as a voiceover anytime soon. I really like the word equipment. They've got lots of bank house equipment. <laughs> um, they get into the vault. They take out the money that's worth around four times their annual earnings. They're caught. Plot twist. Punishment being they have to repay it over 30 years with slight interest. It's called Ocean's 11-year fixed rate mortgage. <laughs> Coming soon. Starring <laughs> Tom Hardy as Joe Campbell. He's He's got great range. <laughs> Why? Because of the equipment. Equipment. <laughs> oh, I can't even look at you. <laughs> another favourite moment although mm, was it favourite or was it irritating when you just dropped that bombshell on me that and you've been doing your cheeky investing that was good wasn't no. it it was one of my <laughs> I mean, yeah, favourite no. it was, was one amazing. of my favourite moments just because it was that whole kind of um, the tension and the the reveal and it was yeah. just very much like it's Rebecca Vardy's account well I yeah and that. I just felt like I didn't know you <laughs> who are you that you would hide these things from me it was really good I thought, do you know, practice what you preach, Joe. Yes. I moved all of, well, not all of my cash, quite a bit of my cash, from my cash into an ISA, into an adventurous portfolio. <gasps> did you? I did indeed. Oh, my goodness, Cheeky. you little wild gambler. I know. Do you want to have a guess on how much it's up as per today? Um, well, given that in the same time, mine's gone up about 10, 10%. 18%. <gasps> it's very adventurous. It's global technology. Oh, um, global tech. Um, and I did it mostly because I wanted to have that reaction. <laughs> you know, because I thought finance work. No, I just did want to come back three months later and say, well, actually, I practised what I preached, put some money in my ISA. That wasn't what you preach. You preach do nothing. No, do nothing. <laughs> Not go buy very say... highly speculative, not advised shares. Gamble, gamble, gamble. <laughs> However, um, what I did was, I did say, <laughs> now's the time if you've got cash to invest it because the market is so low. Invest low. So, yeah, about 18%. I'm furious sure. that I didn't copy you. <laughs> Now, instead of being happy with me being back level, I'm I'm down. You're not down. I'm down because you're eighteen percent up and I'm neutral. Yeah, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just thought it was really interesting and um, interesting slash sneaky. All right, not sharing your tips.
absolutely you know absolutely everything I know about finance. You, you told me to hold and then you went and bought. No, I told you, you not had to my sell. Life. You've had I my told life. You not to sell. You're not my advisor. <laughs> <laughs> You're not my friend, by yourself to me. <laughs> oh, well done though. I know it was amazing. Yeah. You still got it? Yeah. Lesson learned. <laughs> Remember on that actual Investments on that... can go down as well as up. They can blah. Past performance does not indicate future performance. And I remember you saying, Oh, I feel like you should pull it out now. Um, but I didn't. Mm. Because it's a long term investment anyway, so you should keep it for a while, but it has gone down a bit. Uh who was your favourite interviewee? Oh, they were all so good. Um but I just really liked Sticks. He was one of our first, <laughs> wasn't he, Dan? And <laughs> Um, he immediately regretted telling us that if he wasn't in finance, he would have been a drummer. So now we just call him Sticks in a Sticks professional Andy. capacity whenever we see him, if we see him at events or anything. And he's just like, thanks. Which <laughs> is really kind of, yeah. So now everyone calls me Sticks. It's been nice, the episodes that we've had guests on, um, because a, it's nice to get a different viewpoint from you mm -hmm. and I. And we are very similar in our outlooks it's just nice to get that different angle and also you just it's another behind the scenes isn't it uh, in terms of financial services so it is those people is sticks with his drumming or you know abby with her creative marketing ideas on rebranding finance and yeah i just think it helps give it's all right me and you saying over and over and over finance isn't that dull but actually the more real life examples you can see of non-dull people then the more it reinforces it is. what we're and it's saying it's nice for us isn't it to go out and actually speak about our message face to face to people yeah it's nice to go down to london i find the london recordings funny and um, for two reasons firstly because we haven't got mark on hand to rein us in when we need yeah, it or give story. us creative guidance and um, but i also find it funny because it's in a different setup and it's in that, that little padded studio mm -hmm. and um the guy is at yanis it is, yeah. isn't it? Who sits in the next room. And the first time we went down, we did three interviews back to back. And it was the first time he'd met us. And it was just intense, mint podcasting madness. And just did what we do best, which is just ramble on for ages. And then he just came through on the um, studio <laughs> mic and went, did you realise you're recording? And I was like, uh, yeah, this yeah. is how we work. <laughs> He's like, all oh, right, oh, wow. <laughs> I guess what we've tried to do with the guests as well is show a real human side to them. You can connect with them. They're not these big, scary words on a piece of paper so when you hear about fund managers yeah often in the news and things it's all oh, you know fund managers do this and that so they're not they're just normal people they fall into finance like everybody else you know they probably grew up <laughs> and wanted to be a spaceman but they ended up you know managing funds um so they're very much relatable yeah i'd like to think that that came across they're very very human they're not as big and scary and weird as you might think I mean, obviously, it hasn't all just been compound interest at NSNI. Oh, I'd love to hear some of the outtakes, would you? Um, yes. I'd like to hear the outtakes of the outtakes because there'll still be stuff that can't make this cut. Oh, yeah. Contact us directly. We might share a little bit. <laughs> cut that, Glenn. You can't put the lid. Please don't put the lid. <laughs> Um, why I looked at you funny is I really think I need a wine. <laughs> I feel like I'm flagging in everywhere possible. Do you want to just message someone to bring in some wine? Any chance of bringing us some sort of... better be cold. Please. Someone nah. better be stuck on the fridge. Nah. Friend slash skippy. 
No, but did I, I didn't tell you I got run over? No, I didn't know you got run over. Got was that your risk? A boy called Philip Riley flicked a yo-yo at my face and stepped back away into the road and got hit by a car. Oh, no. And I did have to go to the hospital and get a um, tetanus shot in my ass. Yeah, just walk. Yeah. Girl, I'm gonna make you sweat. Very musical today, Jojo. Sweat like you do in bats. Actually, how do you pick a funeral, a funeral advisor? I was gonna say, how do you pick an undertaker? Because if someone said to you right now, okay, so pick me an undertaker, do you know any? <laughs> just the one of wrestling from the 90s. <laughs> <They're brave. laughs> Um, so apart from Hulk Hogan's mate, I get that. It's making a funny noise. Why am I very hypersensitive at the minute to noise? Have you gone blind? That's what blind people do. <laughs> Can you smell something weird? Are you having a stroke? Can you smell burnt toast? Mm, I could eat some burnt toast. Um, shall we look at what an advisor does all day? Um, um, we can, but I don't think they're the questions. I don't know why that's your introduction. Where did they get their information from? Can you just give a simplified idea of what training to be a financial advisor consists of? Those are the questions. No, I know what you were going to say. No. What else? You didn't know what I was going to say. You didn't. What were you going to say? I didn't have anything to say. That's why I had nothing to say. What did you think I was going to say? I'm not saying. <laughs> I made no notes on this section because I didn't know any of the answers and I'm guessing you haven't either and that's why you no, wanted no. to ask, have you? No, okay. So, Joe, I was just thinking. <laughs> I love being the prepped one. Can I also ask a question? Because I genuinely... It's almost kind of like money's not real. You're going to put your mic back on if you're going to talk. Oh, I know, Joe. Just telling you. Done this oh, before. Full of it today. To be honest, I'm just talking and then letting you edit it into something cohesive. I'm hungry. <laughs> I just saw Holly's food and then your food and then just letting me food, sorry. Do you want to just bring in a selection yeah. of stuff? Because I could eat something. Do you like the bit where we talk about pooping? Noisy made there, wasn't it? It's a noise I'm never going to be letting me third row. <laughs> um, do you want to explain a little bit about economic cycles? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> that was supposed to be a funny podcast. <laughs> True story. So, do you want to just give us credits for that episode? Yep. Did you write them down before? Somewhere. Not on there, is it? Um, so, what do I need to say? This podcast was brought to you by. What's your name? <laughs> Do you ever think back to the days when you were just recklessly using like three ply toilet roll like it was <laughs> gone out of fashion? Sometimes I would sit in the toilet and blow my nose at the same time and you know, just making it rain with toilet paper. Sometimes I would use it to clean the bath but I couldn't be bothered to go downstairs and get a cloth to use toilet rolls. It's gonna be around forever. I'm never gonna run out of toilet roll now. <laughs> Nobody's perfect, and I think that's another conception of, um, conception? Is that a word? You know, did you hear about the pirate who had a headache and he oh. couldn't even buy tablets? Do you know oh, why? Why? Because the paracetamol. <laughs> did you get it? Because like paracetamol. I'll steal a laugh from somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Not that one. Don't put that in on that joke. <laughs> Please. I mean, that was bad advice. Don't do that. <laughs> Please, we didn't drink before this one. Did you get all your face stuff out? Yeah, it wasn't as funny as I thought. It really wasn't. I mean, you bigged yourself up last night, you know, freaking hell. Uh, I'm taking it, we're stopping there.
so yeah, not for the podcast. <laughs> Stuff didn't make the uh, <laughs> little episodes. I'm not, but actually, I feel like we got away with some of this. <laughs> <good> point, <yeah. laughs> we said at the beginning how successful the podcast has been. So I think there's a lot of people we should be saying thank you to for helping us get to this stage, and not because it's the end, far, far from it. But I think just as a little look back, um, so where to begin? I'll say thank you to the guys at Second Draft who tolerate us. <laughs> Good work. Gently guide and tolerate us. We say every episode, but the whole marketing team for pulling everything together, Art of Finance for sponsoring. Um, recently, Jane in marketing has been solely dedicated on that Mint podcast and she's come up with some amazing stuff and kind of got us involved with um, some of the other blogs. And I think that's made a huge difference to the amount of people that we can reach. Massive thank you to Lee Robertson at Octor members. He kindly lets us use their very special podcast studio in London that we yes. terrorise Yanis with. Um, all of the guests, so that's Dan Moody, Abby Knight, Brendan Shanks, Lee Deneen, and from way back when, our very first guest was Rob Kingsbury. Um, a big one to Pete Matthew for having us on his podcast because the downloads we got off the back of that were phenomenal. He really helped kind of push our reach, I think. Um, Mr. Blobby for the inspiration <laughs> he's given me over the years. He has. <laughs> there has been a lot of people that have subscribed, that have left um, five-star ratings, that have left reviews, that have shared and talked to the people. So just a massive, massive thank you for everybody kind of working with us to help push this idea that we've got for the podcast. So many exciting things coming up but i'd love to for people to get in touch with some questions big or small serious not so serious you know what's your favorite wine what's your favorite icer all of that kind of stuff please get in touch with us in via social media or at the email address which is hello at that mintpodcast.co.uk um please do we'd love to hear from you and just as a little teaser there's something very exciting coming up soon isn't there there is if you want to see how this works without all the editing, which nobody isn't anywhere nervous about. <laughs> and some of these questions that Joe's asking you to kind of get in touch with, they might make a special appearance in a special episode. A very special live episode of that Men podcast, which we're very much looking forward to. But see you then. <laughs>
now. What is so funny? Um, 